Hey everybody, good morning. This is Heidi St. John. I'm really glad that you guys have joined me today. Today is Mailbox Monday. It's Monday the 6th of June and today I'm going to answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Right, so I'm glad that you guys are here on this Monday. We are moving right along through the month of June, aren't we? And things are getting busy, certainly getting really busy for me. I appreciate you guys so much and uh, sending your questions in here at Off the Bench. And also just following my run for Congress, there's a lot going on uh, in my life right now. And I know a lot of you are also watching what's happening in the culture. Someone sent me a video this morning of a street in Paris, and it's been several years, probably 10 years since I was in Paris. And at the time, I mean, we saw there are parts of Paris that frankly reminded me of Beirut, but nothing could have prepared me for what the leftist uh, ideology has done to that beautiful city. And the same thing is true of Portland and the same thing is true of Seattle. We have a leadership crisis in this nation. And I'm going to keep saying it on the show until, you know, as long as the Lord gives me breath, we have got to engage in what's happening around us. We have a leadership crisis and every single one of you listening to this has a part to play. I was reading in the book of Isaiah the other day, and I thought before I get to your questions, it would be encouraging for you to hear how the Lord encouraged me. In Isaiah 43, verse one, it says, now Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. Oh, Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid. This has been a theme of my life for a very long time. You guys, some of you used to come to my uh, women's conference. It was called Fearless when I first started doing it some 10 plus years ago. And then we sort of changed it a little bit and it became eventually Faith That Speaks. And uh, it's something I love to do is to travel this country and just bring encouragement to women in particular. But I love God's word. And the reason that I love it in in times like the ones we're living in is because it offers a reassurance that we are and we always have been at the center of his father's heart, of God's father heart for us. And no matter what happens in the world around us, uh, we don't need to be afraid. The prophet Isaiah seems to have a window into what it's like to be a human being, right? We're, we're weary. I think sometimes we're discouraged. Uh, sometimes our hearts can sort of falter and stumble. And he shares God's heart with us in this passage and is just reminding us of God's extravagant love for his children. And I love it. And it sort of echoes back uh, to my heart time and time again. After reading Isaiah 43, verse one, I just keep thinking all is well, all will be well. And moms, that's a really good message for you to uh, pass on to your children. It's not an excuse to disengage. I mean, that's the sort of fatalism that we've seen in the church for a long time. Like, well, Jesus is going to come back. And so we don't really need to do anything because God's going to do what God's going to do, except for we've seen all throughout human history that God uses human beings to accomplish his purposes. And I think that moms especially need to know the power of this gentle reassurance. I love this. I'm going to read it to you guys again. Oh, Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. Oh, Israel, the one who formed you. It goes back to uh, why we know that God has a plan and purpose for us. He created us. He formed us. And this is what he says. He says, do not be afraid. And so when our kids come to us in the middle of the night and they're afraid of the dark or they're worried about tomorrow's math test or they're worried about, you know, whatever it is that's that's rattling around in their head, we we are able to just hold them tight and look into their eyes and be able to just say, you know what, our, our reassurance comes from the word of God and we can be confident because it's all gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. 
And I, I love this from the vantage point, especially right now of a mom. You know, I went to a, a forum the other day with several of the other congressional candidates. At the end of that forum, it basically just dissolved into chaos. You know, there's a there's one candidate in particular who has sown so much division and seeds of division around here that there that it's it's become sort of vitriolic. Well, I brought my 11 year old daughter to this particular event, and by the time it was over, you know, just listening to people screaming obscenities at her mother and watching the sort of uh, vitriol that was aimed at her mom, I went over to say, "Hey, Sailor," and she just dissolved into tears. And it was an opportunity for me. And I took the opportunity later on that evening to just say, you know what, my identity, and moms, this is important that we understand this. My identity isn't found in a political campaign. It's not found in a book that I write. It's not found, it's not even found in my role as a mother, although it's probably one of my favorite roles that the Lord has given me. My identity comes from knowing who I am in Christ and knowing that I am loved. And I told Sailor, I said, he loves you. He loves you. The Bible teaches us that he has a plan and that it will be accomplished. And when we know that God has a plan and it will be accomplished, then we can rest. And when we understand the power of the promise, that's how we find comfort, no matter what's happening in the culture around us. So so, uh, lean in, mom and dad. Uh, Listen to the one who created you. What What if I took this verse that I've read to you twice now and I sort of translated it for a parent's heart or a dad's heart? So. Let's try it again. So listen, precious mom and dad, listen to the Lord who created you. Remember that just as you were present while your children were being formed in the womb, God was present when you were being formed. So you don't need to be afraid. And knowing that God was watching as we were knit together in our mother's womb, it's it's this beautiful window into the heart of God for each one of us. He loves us in the same way that we love our own children. And so we remember as parents, right, that when we found out we were going to have a baby. I mean, as a mother, the first time I ever heard uh, the heartbeat, especially of my first unborn, I mean, it never gets old, but it's that first one that you're like, oh my goodness, it, the, the um, responsibility and the weight of recognizing that you have been given a precious gift as you hear uh, a child's heartbeat and that strong bond that forms of that child was like nothing that you've ever seen, right? You remember that first kick, mom? Remember? Even the searing pain of childbirth pales in comparison to hearing that first cry, right? This agonizing wait for that precious adoption to be finalized worth every tear that you cried and every prayer that you send heavenward on behalf of your kids. And I'm telling you what, God loves you in the same way. And so we need to tell our children that. We, what we say to our children is exactly what Isaiah is telling us about the boundless love of God. To the flailing child, he gently says, shh, don't be afraid. I know your name. You are mine. And so all will be well. This is an incredible truth that we need to pass on to our children uh, because apart from God himself, nobody knows the depths of love that we will go to for our children unless you're a mother or a dad, right? And so God's heart toward you is, is good. And the one who formed you said, don't be afraid. He says, all will be well. It's especially important as we look to uh, Mailbox Monday today and sort of the questions that that come in. And they really are um, almost always just centered around the culture and sort of what's happening in uh, our churches and in our communities right now. And God is just saying, listen, I'm the same. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will not change. I'm not going to change my mind about you. I'm not going to change my mind about the world that I lived in. I stayed up late the other night and I watched uh, Matt Walsh's new documentary 
called What is a Woman? Fascinating look. I mean, he actually uh, was able to get, he went into uh, a university. He uh, he interviewed several uh, child psychologists and people who call themselves gender-affirming therapists and pediatricians, and he asked them a very simple question. He said, what is a woman? And shockingly, they cannot define it. They can't define it. This is what happens when you walk away from truth. And this is why uh, the culture really is struggling right now. We're struggling with truth and we have an opportunity to teach our children. We model it for them. You know, you are loved. God loves you. And his word is true and it doesn't change. Isaiah also went on to say in Isaiah 41 that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but God's word will stand. How long? Do you guys remember? Forever. It stands forever. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to be on the side of the unchanging, irrefutable, incredible power of the one who created me. And that's where we get to rest as human beings. Uh, you know, somebody asked me just as a joke the other day, you know, how, how do you define a woman? I said, uh, that's very simple. It's an adult human female. But once you move away from truth and you decide that truth is uh, uh, is subjective and I have my truth and you have your truth. And we remember Oprah Winfrey saying, you know, embrace your truth. Well, there is no Heidi's truth and there is no uh, your truth. There's only the truth. It's either true or it isn't. And so uh, as we move into different seasons of our lives, it's important for us to hang on to that and remember that all will be well because God is who he says he is. You are who God says that you are. Your children are gonna accomplish in their lives what God has for them while you teach them to listen to the sound of his voice and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful, powerful truth to know that God's gonna finish in his kids. Uh, what he began in them through you because they really do belong to him and all really will be well. So I hope that encourages you guys. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm gonna jump right into your questions. We'll be right back. So I pre- Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So I appreciate those of you who continue to send questions in to me here at the show. There are a lot of them, and I'm trying to get to them. I'm, I keep thinking, well, I'm going to add uh, maybe... Every day, maybe answer a couple of them. If you would like to have a question answered or if you'd like to be a guest on the show talking to me about what you're doing to get off the bench or you've seen an off the bench story, um, I would love to have you. So you guys can check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Remember when you send those questions and keep them short and sweet and to the point. Philip from Texas had an awesome suggestion for a podcast guest. He is listening to Sandy Rios in the morning. I have been on Sandy's show. She's an incredible a commentator is a woman who loves the Lord. If you guys aren't familiar with her work, you can find her at American Family Radio, which is part of the American Family Association. Uh, Sandy and I really are, as Philip pointed out, kindred spirits. I've actually reached out to her to see if she'd be interested in coming on this podcast, and I will keep you posted uh, as that uh, continues to progress. All right, Robin in Minnesota. 
tips for making kids aware of comprehensive sex education without exposing them to it? This is a good question, Robin. Thanks for sending it in. She said, how do we as parents protect our children from the from perverse things like comprehensive sex education, but also make them aware that these teachings exist? We want them to be prepared for the worldly onslaught of ideas that they are sure to face as they grow up in the world, but not of it, as we read in John chapter 17. This is what comes to mind. What tips do you have for keeping it real, but also planting seeds of truth in our precious children? So uh, obviously, you know, when, whenever we talk about something as uh, precious as human sexuality, I believe that these topics need to be addressed by parents before the world ever has an opportunity to uh, indoctrinate your kids, meaning you're going to have to have hard conversations with your kids. And I think the world has sh- shifted so much on its axis in the last 20 years. And as you watch, you guys, I'm telling you what, go watch Matt Walsh's uh, documentary, What is a Woman? It is mind blowing. And so many of the uh, the people that he interviewed that were like, he he interviewed a transgender woman, meaning a man, right? Who is a surgeon in uh, San Francisco. And she is performing mastectomies on girls as young as 16. So removing the healthy breasts of girls as young as 16, when statistically we know that these kids are very likely if they're just loved and encouraged and they get counseling and therapy because gender dysphoria is real. Uh, a lot of them will, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be able to be comfortable in their own bodies by the time they exit puberty. But instead, we're giving them puberty blockers. And you're listening to these people coming on these shows and defending the indefensible. And as soon as Matt challenges them with truth, they they turn off the uh, the interview. They don't want to talk anymore. This certainly happened with a, um, a Democrat representative from the state of California who's trying to put it into law that it doesn't matter who uses whatever bathroom they want to use. And as soon as Matt asked him a question, a very basic question, what is a woman? He said, you know what? This interview is over. They don't want to acknowledge basic truths. So mom and dad, that's where you start, right? We start by acknowledging basic truths with our children. The first truth they need to know is that they're loved, that God saw them. This is kind of why I opened up this uh, the show today, just giving you some encouragement from the book of Isaiah. God said, I saw you in the womb. I knit you together. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. There's something exciting that um, that God thought of when that spark of creativity created your children. And they need to know that. The second thing they need to know is, and this is why it's so important to study the book of Genesis, we take them back to Genesis and we know that the foundational building blocks for the for the natural world that we live in are explained very, very uh, clearly in the book of Genesis where God says, I created you male and female in my image. So we are image bearers of the of uh, of God himself. What an amazing thing. He created us male and female. And so when you hear these people try to conflate sex and gender and they're saying, well, they're different. Uh, no, there are two genders. There are two sexes. Uh, your DNA does not change. And we need to, we, our, our children need to know that. And you can uh, read to them from God's word. You can affirm them uh, as they grow to just be exactly who God wants them to be. Now, does that mean, this is, this is where I think the, the, uh, these ideologues have taken this conversation and made it so damaging you know, we have, there are stereotypes, right? And certainly, I mean, I grew up like that. I was a tomboy. And I mean, I had a brother. I have a brother. I have a brother who's just 11 months different than me in age. And I spent my childhood uh, climbing trees with him and hanging out with his friends by the river and catching crawdads. And I was a tomboy, absolutely a tomboy. I am so glad that I grew up in the 70s and not now. 
because nobody looked at me in my overalls and my muddy jeans and my tree fort building, uh, cowboys and Indians chasing uh, Tom girl and and said to me, you know, maybe you're in the wrong body. That would have been very, very confusing for me. They just let me play with Lincoln Logs and Tonka trucks and do the thing that I did. And there was a, 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 a moment in my life when I began to shift uh, into becoming a young woman. And so the stereotypes, I think, the pushback against the stereotype is absolutely real. The answer to it is not to say, oh my goodness, maybe you're in the wrong body. Maybe you need to have some radical surgery. This is another reason why I want you to watch Matt's documentary, What is a Woman? There is a transgender man, so a woman who had a sex change surgery who has the courage to come on the show and uh, and show the damaging, devastating effects of uh, transgenderism, particularly as it relates to these surgical procedures. We want our children, because they are going to come in contact with this, Because and they interview people on the street. Oh my goodness, you guys, so fascinating. They interview people on the street just asking random people in uh, places like San Francisco and Boston and New York, you know, what is a woman? And they're like, I don't know, what's a woman? And at one point, Matt said to one of them, you know, if I say that you don't exist, and that's my truth, you don't exist, do you exist? And she was like, no, I guess not. <laughs> like, oh my word, we have lost our minds. Why? Because we've shifted away from truth. And so that is what you need to do with your children. And you start by just giving them basic truth. And another thing I would say to you, and I think this is very, very important, when your kids start asking questions, answer them. Answer their questions. So if your child comes to you and uh, like one of, like my child did, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, she saw a picture of a Netflix documentary called He's Expecting. And there's a picture of a woman who has been made up to look like a man. Can you imagine what is being, the trauma that is being inflicted on this unborn baby whose mother's body is being literally flooded with testosterone? Can you even imagine what's gonna happen to that baby? It's, it's mind numbing to me. It's criminal actually. But it was confusing for my daughter who looks at this picture of this uh, woman who looks like a man, but is clearly pregnant. And I had to have a conversation with her. And I just reminded her, uh, honey, who can get pregnant? Can men get pregnant? No. So is that a man, even though it looks like a man? Is that a man? No, it's a woman. What is a woman? An adult human female. Very simple. These are the truths that we need to, uh, to tell our children. So don't be afraid to talk to your children about sexuality. Don't be afraid to talk to them about, uh, about sex and intercourse. Wait, I, I usually will wait. Uh, it, de- it depends on where you live and what your kids are um, are being um, shown, right? So, I mean, you walk through the checkout stand at Walmart and they're going to see all kinds of things. That was the first conversation I ever had when Bruce Jenner was on the cover of Vogue magazine and the headline read, uh, call me Caitlin. And my little five-year-old was like, mom, why is that man dressed like a princess? She knew. And I had to have a conversation with her. So be don't be afraid to have the questions. Never shame your children. For asking questions about sexuality. Sex is actually an awesome thing. And that's what we wanted our kids to know. God designed sex for marriage. It's an awesome gift that God gave to married people. And it's a beautiful, magical thing. You can actually procreate and make a human being. Uh, it's, I will, it's amazing to me, just the design of the creator. We want our kids to have a positive view of sex, absolutely, and a positive view of who they are. And uh, the, the Bible says that they're made in the image of God. So start there. Don't be afraid to have those questions, uh, those conversations with your kids, and then just continue to come back to uh, to the Word of God. So I hope that 
was helpful, uh, Robin. Thanks for your question. I've got time for one more today. Carrie in Kentucky, how to donate to your campaign and others on your show. Where can I donate to your run for Congress? Would you be able to supply a list of people that you've had on your show who are running for offices so your listeners can donate to them as well? I realize I don't live in any of their districts and can't vote for them, but it's going to take people to rise up everywhere into these positions. And this is how I can support the change I want to see. You know what, Carrie, if I could right now, I would hug you. You, This is the first question. My staff always puts these on here. And frankly, you guys, I I will answer these in real time. I often don't see them. And so ahead of time, so I didn't see this ahead of time, Carrie, but I really appreciate it. You guys can find out about my run for Congress by going to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. I've been saying this over and over again. Uh, it's time for us to put our money where our mouth is. These campaigns are very, very expensive. And uh, and you're right, Carrie. I mean, this is exactly how we support the change that we want to see. We get behind true conservatives, people who we know are going to be godly leaders. We have a leadership crisis in this country from our school boards all the way up to the White House. And the only way to change it is through sacrifice. And I can't tell you how many people I have uh, spoken to in the last year and a half about lots of races. And I will put, I'll see if my staff can't get a list together for you guys. And I'll put that up there. Uh, actually, that's a great idea. I'm going to, we'll see if we can't shoot it out in an email so that you guys have access and you can see uh, who these guys are that we've had on our show. But it's very, very expensive to have, uh, to run for Congress. It's expensive to run for any office, but the federal offices in particular, the stakes are very high and it costs a lot of money. People say, well, where does the money go? It goes to take out ads, mostly on television and radio. It goes for printed materials. The signs that you see up on the freeway obviously are not free. Lumber is ridiculously expensive right now. And so all of these uh, these things cost money and it's really, really important. So Carrie, thank you for doing that. Uh, the, the fact is, oh, here's another one. David in Oregon wants to know how to get the word out. How can I get the word out for Dr. Angela Plowhead? I'm poor, but I want to make a donation for her congressional bid. You guys, this is amazing. This is the first time I've seen this. So I will link back to, I've had obviously Angela on my show before. I will link back to these races where you guys can uh, can get involved and can donate. It's so important to do that. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your prayers are. And I'll end with this today because it uh, it occurred to me this morning as I was coming into the studio. The Bible teaches us that where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. And it's disingenuous for us to say, oh, we want to see change. We want to see change, but we're unwilling to financially come behind these candidates that desperately need our support in order to get their message out. That's what your money does. Your money helps a candidate get their message out to the audience that needs to hear it so that people know you have an option. Uh, and that's why it's so important that we get behind these people. So I will uh, make every effort, Carrie, to do that right now. In fact, I make myself a little note and I will get that list out here for you guys to see it. So wonderful candidates for uh, for you guys to look at right now, including my assistant, Melissa, who's been working on a candidate uh, uh, race, a run for Congress in the state of Oklahoma. Obviously, I've had uh, Mark Sherwood on my show. He's running for governor there. Check out these candidates. Ray Reynolds running for sheriff here in Clark County, Washington. He's a dear friend of mine. He would be a godly leader. That's what we need. We need godly leaders now more than we've ever needed them. You guys, thank you so much for submitting your questions. I really appreciate it. It is a joy and a privilege to come into your homes every day and into your kitchens and into your cars. And uh, I hope it's encouraging for you. I'd love to hear from you. The way to do that is to reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. You okay there?